Week four. How you doing, Spets? Hey, man, better than ever, man. You know, I I, I beat, you know, who thinks some somebody who thinks they're my rival because it's, it's I, they're not my rival, you know what I'm saying? But uh, it's, it's a big game on the schedule for him. Crushed his ass, put his ass to bed, and I'm on to the next week. So I could, could never be better over here. As they say, I got too many hoes, but they ain't you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, coming off the high score of the week. Um, also joining us, the patron saint of upside, the man himself, Albert. How are you? I mean, I, I couldn't be better. It seems like it's been so long since I've actually had a win that mattered. So it's only right that once I get a win, I'm back on the podcast. Let's let's, let's get a jiggy. Let's go. So despite the fact that I think over the last three years, maybe the last four years, we've all come in last place at some point. Um, I've never come in last place. You haven't? No, I mean, if we're, ta- if we're talking about technicality, oh, you were in the hunt last year. That's right. Yeah, I was in the hunt, but regular season ended, and I was in eleventh because I beat AJ. Okay. Yeah, but then I beat you in like the exactly. runoff the, playoff, the which doesn't lost, matter. Bro, it doesn't matter. Agreed. I'm saying I'm taking, I'm taking my L. I'm taking my L. But let's not pretend like you've been like you know thriving last year. We both sucked. Okay. <laughs> we were fair. both That's terrible. <laughs> so despite all that, never at a time have. Our opinion has been more relevant because AJ second in the in the league in points, Spence grit third in points for the league. So we got a couple of heavy hitters on the show this week. Albert, we'll start with how are you feeling about your team? It, it I, I feel like I hate to say it out loud, but I feel like my team's you know fairly solid. You know, I, I think that obviously looking at the records of all the teams that everyone's, you know, one and two looking kind of the same, you know, record wise. But I feel like my team, if it can stay healthy, is a contender, which, you know, being frank, hasn't been the case in the last couple of years. But I, I like where my squad's at. I think um, there's some good upside there. There's some some players there that I like. And, uh, you know, I think I got a chance each week. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here, guys. I actually agree. I'm looking at your team now. Um, and pretty strong overall, especially your, your first round pick is showing up, which is half the battle. Yeah. But despite that, I think Bill is kind of the, the clear cut best team in the league right now. Um, but like, Wide open league, uh, wide open league. Everyone, the worst team is one and two, and we've got seven teams. Uh, yes, yeah, seven, no, eight teams that are one and two. Um, so punched in there pretty tight. We're bunched in there pretty tight. And there is a cluster from dog in 11th point in 11th place, or sorry, dog who is 11th in points, not 11th place, um, has 350 points. And me, who is sixth in points, as 359. So 8.68 points separate us all. So this thing is wide open. And I was looking actually at just like how 
close it's been. Um, week one, like kind of scraped by a win. I mean, it, it was it was like ten or twelve points. So it was, but it you know when you think about it, that's one play, like a touchdown and a long catch. And then week two, I lost by nine points. So I'm basically a touchdown in either game away from either being two and one or zero oh and three. Like it's it's close out there. I feel like we're already shaping up for our best season yet. Love to see it, man. Love to see it. Uh, you know, the internet is a is a crazy thing. Now that people figured out how to just do their own research, it's <laughs> everybody's neck and neck. Everybody has access to the same information. It's just who's going to put forth that effort. Who's going to stay up late and listen to the podcast when they're tired to see who pick up on the waiver wires. That's all. That, that's what's going to make the difference this year. I just play them in my in my sleep. Like uh, instead of instead of waves crashing, I just have like Elvin, uh, Evan Silva just whispering about expected points. Yeah, RIP tags. We got to We got to You know, what I'm saying he's he was a big guy of mine here. I went, yeah. I couldn't even listen to my favorite podcast this week. Yeah, it's a sad day for Dog and uh, the Supercomputer. I think they were all from that that site. Yeah. All right. So since we didn't have a show last week, uh, we're gonna hit a couple things you know, from week three. And this will probably be a longer show than normal. So hope you guys are working, working from home. Kick your kick your feet up, relax. Uh, week three waiver. So a couple, three ones in particular. McKissick went to upside for 31. Uh, Patterson went to myself for 19 and rugs also went to upside for nine. So addition, the cash out. Um, all right, AJ. So, so one week in the rear view mirror, how do you feel about those waiver pickups? I still feel pretty good about them. I, I do. I, I think that overall, I think when you talk about waivers with this league and when it comes to fab, you know, if you really want a guy, you have to, in your own mind, you have to overspend because what you think might be a good offer, like to normal leagues or, you know, kind of an average league is just not the case here. So I felt the need to upgrade wide receiver and running back, especially running back. And I definitely felt like at the time I was a little bit overspending, you know, at one point I went from 21 to 31 do you have a cat over there playing with your mic? No. It's like rubbing up against something. It's really, it's really giving some some weird feedback. All right. Well, I'll try to do better. I've got headphones, but that's as good as I got. All right. So, uh, yeah, no, I I, uh, I feel pretty good about it. I, you know, McKissick, obviously, this past week didn't look all that great. So, we'll see about there. But I think Ruggs has got some – some potential there in that offense. Derek Carr's looking good. You know, Hunter Renfro's look really good there too. Obviously, there's a lot of targets going around, so it's we'll still wait and see how well the the Raiders' offense actually is. You know, it seems like in the past at times they look great, but haven't produced. But I'm happy about it. Ronald Jones wasn't doing shit for me, so you know, I had to move on. So get your guy. All right. It seems like when you move, the the noise is happening. 
So I don't know if it's like your your cord is wiggling, but like it's now my cords. Yeah. Um, but it'll be it'll be all right. Yeah. Um yeah, and then Patterson, like full blown starter for me. He at this point, he's outscoring uh Alvin Kamara, number two overall pick. So gonna be firing him up every week. And then uh week four, Tim dropped 33 on Manny Sanders, dog dropped. 23 on Zach Moss and grit dropped 15 on Deshaun Jackson. Who I saw it. uh, I saw it resurfacing on uh, Twitter this week. I I think it was a Stuart Scott sports center call from like uh, from Deshaun Jackson's rookie year when they said he had get away from the cop speed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> which i don't know if you can use that anymore man we've come, a, we've come a long way in like 15 years definitely cannot use that uh right now because <laughs> <laughs> the knee might be on your neck right <laughs> yeah um i would yeah surprised to see manny sanders go for 33 but he's in one of the best offenses in the league um and then you know aj overall to to your point like uh, I'm always like, whenever I read waiver articles, they're like, um, or like when Elijah Mitchell, a couple of, a couple of weeks ago came up, they were like, use 20% of your fab budget to get Elijah Mitchell. And I'm like, yeah, all right. Well, maybe like 75% will get him. I'm not sure. So yes. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's the crazy part. I mean, Suggs did what he did. He felt like he needed to get, you know, he spent a hundred on him and, and that's, you know, Okay, but I think you look at Emmanuel Sanders and, you know, 33 for him. I mean, he's been looking really good. I don't I don't knock the move. It's just a lot of money that you would normally not think that would have to be that expensive, you know, to get that type of guy. I bid four. You know, I was like, maybe I didn't think I'd get him for four. But at the same time, I didn't think 33. So it just shows how our league is that. When people see value, they just go and get it. Yes, Ben, what do you think? Or about <laughs> also the uh, Deshaun Jackson pickup? Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, if Tom Brady can do it, why can't Deshaun Jackson do it? It's pretty racist to think otherwise. Um, you know, he's up older in age. He's still looking like he has crackhead speed. And in that offense, also, like, I feel like Deshaun Jackson, right, it's all about health. But – with Sean McVay, I feel like he's got a new zen. He's probably doing some yoga, eating a little bit better. They got him right out there in L.A. And I think that um, – I think that – I mean, listen, am I going to start him? I don't know. He's better than Quentin Cephas. I know that. But it's it's going to be that boomer bust type thing. And I'm, 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 I'm willing to spend 15 bucks on him. Um, you can't take it with you. And the, and the way I see it with Fab, I'm just going to go with the average, right? And then just try to wait out because I felt like it's a marathon. So you spending a hundred dollars on Elijah Mitchell or 33 on Emmanuel Sanders. Okay, cool. You know, that's your guy. Go get your guy. But over what is it? 14 weeks now. I just keep playing the averages, you know, putting in with it, what I think they're worth, nothing more, nothing less. And I'm, I'm going to get a good player off the wire. So I'm just going to keep doing it that way. I'm not, I'm not going to reach too hard on anybody. Um, 
I don't think Fab is too important, but I also do think that like in a lucky in a lucky league, like it can be important. So I want to just have some dollars when it's ready. And um, I think I'm spending it wisely so far. I will say one thing quickly on that is that I do think that early on in the season, you get a little bit of an idea after three, four weeks of kind of what teams are like, you know, or what players are like viable options that we didn't draft, you know, because everyone does a research on the pre-draft stuff. And so when you have players available, you just kind of try to go get them, you know, and, and hope to bolster your roster. But, you know, with the shorter benches, but see, then you, know, you run into you might situations like situations with like Zach Moss and Devin, Sing- Devin Singletary. What the fuck is going on there? So, so Devin Singletary has two good weeks. Zach Moss is a, is a healthy scratch week one, and all of a sudden he's going off. Like, what, what is that? So, I, I just yeah. feel like not only going know, off, like uh, Singletary got like two carries. They like just didn't even play him. Maybe, maybe this is the new wave, right? Where this is how you're going to keep your backs fresh. Because, I mean, running backs are dropping like flies. Maybe they give two games to a running back. Boom, you go hard. A game and a half, you go hard. And then the next game and a half, the next person go hard. And if you got two good backs and, like, the running the, – the rushing attack is probably secondary to Josh Allen and the air attack, then it might work out. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone saw Peyton Barber getting the most touches in, in for the Raiders' backfield when Josh Jacobs went down, it's just like, I mean, you can't predict that. Yeah. Groot is such a clown. I mean, they, they gave Kenyon Drake like a pretty good, pretty big contract. And then, and then when Jacobs goes down, they just feed Peyton Barber, who was like off the Redskins practice squad. Makes no sense. Yeah. Um, Fuck your analytics. All right. Shout out Brad been hating on his team, but he did one thing, right. Uh, well, I don't think it's right, but he got he he backed his way into it. Um, drafting the handcuff of your own back. Um, so he drafted Chubba Hubbard, and uh, now he's he's got a starting running back now that McCaffrey's down. So we'll see. We'll uh, see. Congrats, Brad. So now um, you just have another wasted spot. So um, all right. Uh, oh, a couple other. So we asked for some topics. Um, they, they weren't very good, but I like that people set them in. So we'll talk about it anyways. Uh, Nash's bench. The, the people want to know about Nash's bench. Do you, have, um, do you have the team open in front of you? Yeah, I got it up. So, so, for, a while, his- Nat, so for a while, he had Le'Veon Bell. Um, and right now he has uh, Michael Thomas. And... This bench is decent right now. Like Giovanni, Giovanni Bernard, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he must have he knew something was coming, but he keeps picking up. Like, he, he, he just dropped Josh Gordon because he picked him up. Oh, that was what it was. He picked up Josh Gordon. Okay. Yeah. Throwing darts. He's just throwing darts out here. Yeah. Respect it. He's on, you know he's going to be on the waiver wire. That's just what he does. Yeah. Um, all right. The set, but hey, uh, Nash, if you want to, Keep picking up guys that uh, aren't playing. Go ahead, man. Just keep doing it. More for the I rest of the us. Only, only the reason I can't like get too like go too hard at his strategy is because his strategy for the past five, seven years is the only reason that he's that he's in the playoffs every year is because he's a waiver wire warrior. 
So as much as I want to make fun of it, it's worked in the past because his drafts always fucking suck. Um, keep doing your thing, Nash. <clears throat> yeah, keep doing it. Um, all right, the other thing, rookie quarterbacks. Uh, somebody requested we talk about rookie quarterbacks a little bit. Um, what do you want to talk about? They fucking suck. <laughs> yeah, they suck. The fuck? Uh, but they're three games in. So uh, I actually don't think they suck. I think they have terrible fucking coaches. Um, which, which means they suck. I don't yeah. care if you fucking have a terrible coach or in a terrible situation. If that happens and you're a great player, you fucking suck right now. You might. Okay, Jeff, Jared Goff, okay, when he got drafted. He still sucks. But when he got Sean McVay from, what's his name? Jeff Fisher. He was good. He was sucking to good. So all these rookie quarterbacks fucking suck. Zach Wilson. Trey, uh, I think I think Justin Fields really suck. I don't I don't think Matt Nagy's that bad, dude. Like y'all y'all keep trashing Matt Nagy. He's been to the playoffs twice in his in his career, like in his tenure with Chicago. That's that's a with yeah. Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles. What what more do you want from this man? Yeah, like two out of four years, maybe. I mean, what 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 quarterback in that type of or what coach in that situation has done better? He has no quarterback. He's making the best with what he's got to do. And Justin Fields sucks. People keep talking about play him, play him, play him. No, he's doing. He's not playing him for a reason. And now I'm I'm on Nagy's side. Yeah, I think that's kind of interesting. I mean, I, people love to hate on Nagy, and I think some of it's valid. But at the same time, like, I think – there's so polar opposite between Andy Dalton and Justin Fields. It's like, are you, are, I, you got to get him more mobile. You got to get him outside the pocket. Their offensive line is terrible. It's obvious that their offensive line is terrible. Like you need to get him outside the pocket to try to make plays. I don't think their team's very good. I just think that he could probably put him in a little bit better situations to be successful, but I'm not disagreeing with the overall fact that I don't think, you know, Justin Fields is that great right now. You know, it's same with some of these other guys. Uh, I think Urban Myers just uh, – he, he's going to be out of NFL in a couple of years. I mean, if that. A couple of games. I don't, I don't, I, a couple yeah, games. I mean, it's just he's USC's open. Yeah, USC's open. It, it, it's just so everything he says the after Cardinals a game. Went to sleep? What would you say? Do you think the Cardinals just went to sleep? They, I mean, they played them tough. And the, I mean, the Cardinals are, are are looking looking pretty stout first couple of weeks. I mean, I think Justin. I mean, I think Trevor Lawrence is probably doing the best out of the quarterbacks, like the rookie yeah, quarterbacks. As he should I, be. I mean, I, I think I, I don't he think should Urban's be doing that bad. I don't think Urban's doing that bad yet. No, I don't blame necessarily him and, and his like coaching, you know, decisions necessarily. It's more so of like him getting used to losing. He's never lost in, mm-hmm. in any of his colleges that he really went to. So, you know, his comment about playing, like, oh, it's like playing Alabama every week. Like, yeah, it's the NFL. These are the best athletes in the world. Like, what did you expect? So it's more about his fatigue of just being bad that I don't know if he'll handle it. But I do yeah. think Trevor Lawrence, of all of them, has got the best opportunity to be the best because I think, Overall, his talent level is still the highest. He's just not on a good team. Yeah, I got to love that uh, Vic Fangio, like, 
like told people that he said that just like ratted his ass out uh, completely threw him under the bus i love that though and then the other one uh i'm sure it's on twitter or something but dan orlovsky went in on on matt Nagy and the justin field situation so from uh he's a fucking clown <laughs> i don't understand how people like him who were below average in the league get to say shit like this shut the fuck up like you are a fucking clown dude just just be positive man like you you, like you shouldn't be fucking talking down on people when you play like we were in detroit dog like just get a man a break <laughs> yeah. And my thing is like people keep saying that like oh Matt Nagy's gotta go or Matt Nagy sucks. Like I said, two out of four, maybe two out of five years he's been in the playoffs, could have had a deeper run minus that double doink uh field goal. Um he's doing this with Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles. What what are you gonna replace that with? What, what do you want to replace that with? And he's in and he's he's been in the playoffs twice and never won a division. So you're in the division with Aaron Rodgers. Come on now. Get a, get that man a quarterback, and my, Matt Nagy might Matt Nagy might fuck some shit up. Yeah, we'll see. Um, all right. Let's so last week, uh Suggs and I made first trade of the season. <coughs> One of the rare um personally, I think it's a win-win. Um and not many hot takes related to it. So I feel like that's that's the league's way of saying uh, pretty pretty even. I think Suggs got the – so it was uh, – he got DK Metcalf and Michael Carter. I got DJ Moore and Javante Williams. Um, I think DK Metcalf overall is the best player of the deal. Um, but I think DJ Moore can come close to, like, fantasy production – and I like Javante Williams better. So I feel pretty good about it, especially since um, at the time, uh, Jerry Judy was out for a couple of weeks. Um, T Higgins was going to be out. So my bench was like dwindling. So I needed someone who, who would be better than Michael Carter. So uh, I feel good about it. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think it was, I mean, it, I guess it's just a matter of opinion. Um, is DK Metcalf. I mean, We've seen the, the the ceiling of DK Metcalf, but we've also seen the floor. So it's like, if Russ ain't cooking, then you know he's a he's a what second round pick, but you can't really hold on to that value if Russ ain't cooking. And I don't think they're gonna let Russ cook as much as they are, as much as they have been, because when they do let him cook, they lose. Yeah. Um. Also, you you sent me that that post about the you know, the matchups that he have going that he has going on. And I, I just don't think, like, DK's not a, a matchup beater. So, I mean, I think it's just a matter of opinion who you like who you like more, um, DJ Moore, D, DK Metcalf, because Javante Williams and Michael Carter, I think, are going to, like, cancel each other out. Like, Javante Williams might have a higher ceiling, but I do think Melvin Gordon is still a viable back, so he's going to definitely be splitting time. Uh, minus that touchdown he had last week, he's not really having a good week, but he's a good football player. It looks like so. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's it's a pretty even trade. I think you know to Spence's point is pretty accurate. Like I think DK might have a higher ceiling, but I would say that I think DJ Moore has a you know a higher floor. Like he's a little bit more of a consistent back there. 
or not back wide receiver, but, you know, with Tyler Lockett in, in Seattle where, you know, at times he looks like he might be the number one and then DK does what he does. I, I don't think it's like, I think it was a good trade. And I think that's why even in the chat, you don't see people being like, Oh, talk to the commish. This is bullshit. I think it was pretty fair. You know, I, I think it's just what you need in a, a week in week out basis. So I think it was, you know, pretty even trade all things together. It's just a matter of, you know, who you like, who you want. And so I do have a question that. for the, the coaches and the offensive staff, right? DJ Moore, nine targets in the first quarter. Um, DK Metcalf, I think he had 14 points in the first, like, seven minutes or something. And then nothing. Nothing. Why the f- I don't understand that. Like in basketball, if a nigga's hot, they're gonna just keep riding him. Okay. They're gonna if you're hot, you're gonna shoot your way out of the game. What and the the the, the Panthers won, so I mean I can't it's hard to argue with that, but they were playing a terrible team. But the Seahawks lost. Why do you stop? Why do you stop what's working? I don't understand that. And 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 to your point, when you you called it, I called it to myself over here with DK. I was like, all right, that's cool. That like he's done for the game. It's like something like whenever a, a, a player starts off that hot, they never go for the forty that you think. If they get a forty, it's like uh they start coming on later on. But what if whenever they jump off to a hot start like that, it's like the coach is like, all right, that you did good. Now stop. Dude, especially Seattle, and that's that's like I I wanted to trade DK Metcalf as soon as I saw that Tennessee game where like they just got worn down in the fourth quarter in overtime because I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, this this is a repeat of last year. Like like Pete Carroll's gonna get pissed off, he's gonna get scared, he's gonna tell the offensive coordinator to stop throwing it, start running it, and then it's just gonna turn into like a 1970s offense. And I mean, he came out and had a good good game like the next week but like you said it's all in the first first quarter and this the Seahawks especially they're just like seems like they're notorious for they go up by three or go up by a touchdown and they're like all right let's take the air out of the ball let's just start pounding it with Chris Carson like why not why not go up two scores like maybe let's try that out I I don't get it and and the way and especially with the ease of what they were doing it it wasn't like he was forcing the ball to DK like, like the nigga was just open. Whatever plays they were calling, he was fucking miles of separation and just stopped it. He cares the ultimate buzzkill when it comes to fantasy football offensive players because, uh, well, at least when it comes to, like, you know, Russell Wilson, you know, wide receivers, you know he's going to feed his running back consistently. But what you both are saying, it, it couldn't be more right where it's just like, oh my God, let's, let's, let's stop doing what's working and let's change it. Like they just keep losing games yeah. because they get away from what's working. I, you know, I, I, I act like I know more about football than maybe these guys do. I mean, that's obvious. This dude's been in football forever, but it's just like, it doesn't make sense. All right. So on the back of that trade, uh, coincidentally, Suggs and I are playing each other this week. So to get into our week four matchups, we will start with that one. Uh, both teams, one and two. Suggs is in eighth place. I'm in ninth place. Um, he is projected to score 
132. Projected score 124. Uh, I'll, I'll go. I'll start off. Uh, overall, I feel I feel great about my team. Um, like long term, despite my fourth and fifth round picks missing multiple weeks. Um, all the like one of the things I'm worrying the most about right now, honestly, is Alvin Kamara. Uh, like. I feel like all my late round picks are, are doing what I was hoping they were doing. Uh, Logan Thomas is just like an above average tight end, which I drafted him to be just an above average tight end. And then Jalen Hurst, despite looking awful, just garbage times his way into 22 points. So, I mean, he's had 34, 21, 22. He's got a great matchup against Kansas city this week. Um, so I feel good. Uh, Cordell Patterson whatever catches seven or eight balls going against the Redskins whose defense is terrible. Um, I feel good. Ready for a high scoring week. Yeah. Ooh, hate to burst, hate to burst your bubble here, but <laughs> hate to burst your bubble here. But I think, I think so is due for a bounce back week. Might be the big, <clears throat> might be the biggest blowout of the week. Me personally is what I'm thinking. Okay. Aaron Rodgers is, is I said it. I said, if you don't have, Five or six touchdowns against Detroit that we can kiss the season goodbye. And I think he had five touchdowns that night or maybe four, four or five, something like that. And he's cooking. He's cooking. Calvin Ridley against Washington. Washington's defense is fucking trash. What the fuck is going on with them? I thought they had a good defense. I thought they would be stop stopping people. No, not the case. Calvin Ridley is going off this week. Um, and then looking at the rest of this team, I take back exactly what I said. I think it's going to be a very tight game. <laughs> <laughs> I think he has terrible matchups the rest of the week. And I want to switch my, my pick to Koji's Revenge. Starting off with some spicy shit, baby. Let's go. Love to see it. Yeah, no, I – I obviously, I, I've seen the, the, the ceiling, I think, of the fantasy football team. And that ultimately came down to Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones just going crazy on Monday night. I think it was the first time in since I think 2000 that a running back had had four touchdowns in a Monday night football game, you know, and, and I think two or three of them were, you know, receptions. So well, yeah, I, three, I think and three were receptions that. that yeah, exactly. I mean, that game was over. I watched the first touchdown and I was like, all right, I lost, you know, it's not that, I mean, Suggs has got an okay team, but I don't think his team was, you know, it was just a perfect night. It was just, it was, it was as good of his night as that he's going to have. He dropped like 170 on me. So it was just like, all right, I'm chalked. But, you know, looking at the rest of his lineup, I, I do think that, you know, I, I, I do kind of like the Dawson Knox pickup. I think that that tight end, I think he's, he's pretty good, but, you know, back to the rookie tight ends, like, or rookie quarterbacks, you know, Jackson's a wide receiver, you know, I don't know, is, is Deontay Johnson healthy? I think there's more questions on his side than, than, than on Curtis's. So I'm going to lean towards Curtis's plus it's like Cordell Patterson, man, that makes no sense. Like how he's still in the league doing just random things where it's like, you know, we should line him up and run him and then also catch him in the backfield. It, 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 it works. So but the thing with just, Patterson, 
I actually like coming into the year, I just was not a big uh, Mike Davis believer. And I was kind of targeting Atlanta's backfield, uh, like a backup in there, but I didn't know if it was going to be that rookie uh, JV and Hawkins who they cut or like Quadra Olson or one of the other guys. But I was like, man, I feel like someone else could come into here and either beat this dude out or be a 12th round pick and like put up decent fantasy production did not expect it to be Cordell Patterson, but here we are. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone really saw that coming, but at the same time, their team is not good. So if, if you've got somebody coming out of the backfield, getting, you know, four to seven targets, you know, a couple rushes, and then he's actually getting some red zone looks like it's a viable back. I, I do think that Tony Pollard has given you more value than I think most people thought he would. I mean, you can argue if he looks better than Zeke, but at the same time, doesn't mean that he's going to get the same type of carries. But, you know, if, if, if Kamara has a get right week, then I don't think it'll be that close. But, you know, that's why we play the game. Yeah, after, after taking a, a step back and actually analyzing the teams, I think it's going to be very tight. You guys both have some things, people that I think can go off. Um, I think I think C.D. Lamb will go off. D.J. Moore will go off. And, and on his side, Calvin Ridley and and possibly Aaron Jones, but everybody else on your team, I don't, I don't, I guess I don't like Kamara this year. I'm uh, I'm glad you took him, and I didn't have to, I didn't have to be uh, put in that position to take between him or, or Derrick Henry. But um, yeah, I, I I just don't like Kamara with Jameis Winston. Jameis doesn't know what a checkdown is. Yeah, I'm pretty worried about this New Orleans offense. Um... We'll get into uh but I'm picking you because fucking sucks sucks. And fuck sucks. Okay. We'll get it we'll get into Last Derek place Henry. sucks. Well, we'll get into Derek Henry when we get to your team. But uh yeah, I think if if we were to redraft now, Kamara should probably go in that like eight to ten range, honestly. Um a lot of people look better than him. Um and James Winston, like I think. I mean, he threw the ball like like 18 times last game or something like that. Like, and he's done that a couple times. So that's that's not good for the offense because I don't like Kamara's not the type of guy that you want running. He's so far he's had 20 and 24 carries in two of the games. Like, uh, that's not really what I want him doing for oh. fantasy. I want him catching eight passes and maybe running the ball like 10 times. Yeah, and and with those runs, like he's not big enough to do that. No, like, something's gonna happen. All right, uh, this next game, the battle to be the worst team in the league, our defending champ, Mojo Moment Poppy, versus 3-0 X-Factor, the team in second place. The big question on everyone's mind, will he pull the lucky horseshoe out of his fantasy asshole? Or will he continue on to four or no, which he might because he's he's playing another team that's struggling. Uh, AJ, why don't you start us off? He got in this one. This I, I was I was looking at these games and matchups earlier, and I honestly feel like this is just one of the hardest ones to look at and, and make a decision. You know, it, Tron's team, it, it, it reminds me, I'm not sure if it's like the Carolina Panthers or the Denver Broncos. In the sense, it's like, all right, we're three and zero, but are they good? 
you know, you are what your record is. Well, like, I, can, I'm I, can answer, I can't answer this one. I can't answer it. I think the Panthers and the Broncos might be all right. Um, his team's not good, though. But uh, No, but he's 3-0. and <laughs> And, I mean, you can't, you can't knock three wins. I mean, it is what it is. But then you get, you know, Poppy, who's just not having – I don't think he's having much fun right now. So, actually, I um, – I'm glad you said that. I will knock three wins by going into the record book. So uh, right now in the first three weeks, he's had his opponents have scored 91, 94 and 117 points for an average of 101 um, and strength of schedule easiest all time. Uh, in 2016, gir- or sorry, 2017, girly things averaged 106.23 points against. And if I remember correctly, we had less bench spots back in 2017. Uh, so the X Factor has 101 points against them. I don't think this is going to continue, but um, he's had a historically easy schedule so far. I agree. And, and it's not. I'm not sitting here singing the praises of this team, but if if it was if he's playing anyone else, maybe I look at it differently. But you know, I I think I think Mark's he's he's struggling here. I'm I'm not sure what he's gonna do, but and he's banged up. Yeah, man, that's that's where it's you know you're looking at this roster now. He's got two empty spots open. Not sure what he wants to do, but I. Listen. I don't know, flip a coin. I'm going to go with X Factor just because, like, keep the lucky train going. But it's not, you know, I'm not not feeling confident in either of these teams going forward if I was the owner. And I've been there. Been in the bad side of this. Doesn't look good. So when did Tron win the championship? What year was that? 2016? I think it was sooner than that. It was David Johnson. I remember David Johnson was, I think it was his second year. So I think that. it was 2016. Give me, um, was uh, it? I'm looking into it, but yeah, keep going. Damn. And I remember that year. All year. Fucking yeah. hated it. 2016. Yeah. All year. I fucking hated his team. And I just kept wondering, like, damn, like, how is he winning these games? How? And he, but he kept pulling out the wins, right? So luck has been on his side so far. Luck has been extreme. He has played some trash-ass fucking teams. But at the same time, I can see his team heating up down the stretch and if you pull out you start off and maybe he planned this maybe he planned this the way he says he's sorry he plays these sorry ass teams to get it get some luck in him all right but if he starts off four and oh all right Tyler Lockett can heat up Matt Stafford is just getting his 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 feet wet with Sean McVay Austin Eckler is a PPR monster Justin Herbert is also fucking heating up Maybe Washington actually starts using Antonio Gibson like we thought they would. Maybe Cal Pitt shows up like the fourth overall fucking pick later on down the year. James Robinson, maybe he starts getting those garbage points. And I can see 
Tron having a solid fucking year. I hate to say it because I hate, I hate that he's three and zero right now. I fucking hate this shit. I don't think his team's good at all, but I do think he's going to win this week, and I can see his team getting hot down the stretch. His team worries me a bit. You are what your record is, man. He's three and zero. Can't so, can't knock that. And your comment about uh, winning this week. I mean, if you go four and zero, pretty tough to miss the playoffs. Because all you really got to do is go, well, this year we have an extra game. But he could go three and four the rest of the way and, and make the playoffs at seven and seven. Um, yeah. Or he could go one and whatever and make it at like uh, eight and six. So, um, but I pulled up, you know, he – Stafford is like a legitimate candidate to win MVP. Um, Eckler, I mean, I think Eckler is awesome. He's he's had a, especially his last two games. He's had great games, starting to get on a roll. Um, I think uh, the Chargers Chargers are real good, uh, and they're playing on Monday. That's gonna be a fun game on Monday night. Gibson, I actually feel bad for him on the Gibson pick because uh, I, Gibson's a good player. And I pulled, so I pulled up this tweet uh, from Graham Barfield, came out a couple hours ago, actually. Since the start of last season, Antonio Gibson has three targets on third or fourth down. J.D. McKissick has 36. <laughs> like, I mean, McKissick's, he's, he's all right, but. Ron Rivera's not a good coach. I think it's Ron Rivera and Scott Turner. I don't think Scott Turner was good back in Carolina. I think it translates to both. I agree with you, Spence. I don't think both are good coaches, to be honest. I don't think they're using that talent well. He's the modern-day Jeff Fisher. So here – and this takes me into one of my my big-picture rants. Um, Off-season coach speak that somewhat is – I don't want to call it luck, but you're just rolling the fucking dice because – Coming out of Washington, everything was, oh, yeah, Gibson's going to be CMC North. Like, he's going to be playing on thirds down. He's going to be playing in the two-minute offense. And you're thinking, like, all right, even if he takes half of it, not like McKissick's never going anywhere, but, you know, even if he just bumps it up a little bit, he's going to be fine. Complete bullshit, the whole thing. (laughs) But then you get, um, you know, coming out of Los Angeles uh, with the Chargers, all offseason, they were like, Mike Williams, he's playing the uh, the Michael Thomas role because it's the same offense New Orleans has been doing. They're like, he's going to be a big slot. He's going to be getting all these targets. Like, he, he can do exactly what Mike Thomas did. And turns out that one was exactly right. He's fucking dominating. <laughs> so you dominating. basically – You just got, like I, – I like I want somebody to – and maybe this is like, um, you know, freezing takes exposed or cold takes exposed, whatever that Twitter account is, like – I need them to start tracking what beat reporters say in the off season so we can like figure out who's lying to us and who's not. So you're a big tangent. I have a small tangent. I feel like I've had equity in Mike Williams for like on and off the last like four years. And this is the one time he goes off and I'm just like, God damn it. Everybody's the one year. Yeah. It's just like, this is the year, this is the year. And then it's never the year until this year. And it's like, Oh shit. It's actually the year. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. We got a clean sweep for X Factor because Poppy's all banged up. Yeah. With all that being said, though, he does have good matchups. Um, uh, yeah, the Rams going to be a high scoring game. He's got Gibson against Atlanta. He's got Pitts against Washington. Robinson against Cincinnati. It looks like Robinson may have turned a corner last week and, you know, took control of the backfield from Carlos Hyde, which who would have thought Carlos Hyde's not good. Like who would have guessed that one? Um, And I actually think, I mean, Trey Sermon could, it's kind of a wait and see mode, but we got a, he could turn out to be like the guy in the San Francisco backfield. You don't know. Um, So Poppy, it's basically, it's uh, Swift and Chase versus everybody um chase he's good man uh it turns out he remembered how to catch he's awesome that'd be great best pick of the sixth round four four uh four touchdowns in three games um all right so yeah we're all taking x factor uh the the road to the championship continues for him um all right on to the next one where are they at in third place, two and one, the Bear Jew going against Nashti. Um, let's see. Now, this is a fraud alert here. All right, this well, why don't you alert. start us off? Yeah, um, both of these teams are trash, right? Um, Nashi's team, obviously, whenever you're going to pick Miles Gaskin in the third and Jonathan Taylor doesn't pan out to what you thought he's going to be, your team's trash. But at the same time, <clears throat> I think Father Tom's catching up with DeAndre Hopkins. He's getting banged up here and there. Um, Robert Woods doesn't seem to have the role that he – well, he has the role that he, he typically does. It's just there's other better players around there that are, are taking taking up more of the targets. Dalvin, Dalvin's a bit hurt. Um, he, had, he has Alexander Madison. Um, I think – it's it's crazy. I think Debo Samuels is his best player. Um, he got me in the first week, but I, I think his team's a fraud. But looking at these matchups, I got Nashy for the win. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna come on on uh, the other side on that one. I, I just think that Miles Gaskin has been a non-factor you know so far this season um Jonathan Taylor has been what he has but you know as we saw Naheem Himes still has a role there you know he hasn't gotten the same type of work but I don't know I I feel like Odell Beckham you know he had a pretty good game last week but is he still there I mean Nashley's got some okay players there I just I don't know. It's just the eyeball test for me. It just doesn't work. I, I think, you know, I believe in a little bit of the do theory. I maybe it's Robert Woods' turn, but I, I think that uh, the Bear Jew has, you know, a little bit higher ceiling. And, you know, I kind of like some of those matchups. So I, I'm going to go with the Bear Jew on this one. Broad, 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 broad. Doesn't mean I think his team's greatest. I just think that Nash's team's not very good either. We shall see. Can you, Kurt? Yes. So, as I was saying, I disagree with Spence. 
I think Nashi's team, I kind of liked it at the draft. I don't remember what I had it rated. Um, we'll have to find that for the showdowns. But rounding into form, and despite uh, such a terrible pick in the third round, let me pull up his draft. Um, Justin Jefferson in the second, solid pick. Chris Godwin in the fourth, solid pick. TJ Hawkinson in the sixth, turned out to be a good pick. He's looking really good. Dak Prescott in the ninth might be the best pick in the draft, you know, just the way he's piling up points. And then Jalen Waddell, uh, don't quote me on this, but I think he had like 13 targets last game, 13 targets, 12 receptions. So who knows, man? Uh, oh, and then he has Cole Beasley. And I was like, ah, I wonder what Cole Beasley's been up to this season. Cole Beasley, 42 points. A point and a half behind Stefan Diggs. Now, Stefan Diggs not off to a great start, but this goes to show Cole Beasley. I think he picked him up off the waiver wire. So, yeah. Um, Jonathan Taylor, oh. still really good, but the Colts, I mean, why, why do you give your, your best player 10 touches? Like, why are you doing that? Just give, give him the fucking ball. Your receivers are awful, they're terrible. Awful. Your, your quarterback can't run. Um, I actually heard something today. So first time in 19 games that uh, Carson Wentz did not have a rushing attempt because he he physically could not run. And just – These spread ankles to, is hilarious. That's just hilarious. give the ball to Jonathan Taylor. Like, there's no excuse, especially in a close game. Uh, look, I mean, they lost by basically a touchdown, eight points. Uh, there's no reason why he shouldn't have – um, 20 touches at least. Uh, so I kind of like Nash's team. Um, but I also think McFly, McFly team, not sexy this year. I got to say, uh, just not sexy, but it's, it's solid, I guess. Uh, I got to take Nash with this one. I do think Nash's team could round in form a little bit more in the, the later later weeks of the season but right now i mean maybe cole beasley's got, got the anti-vax power case of the dad draft. bedroom definitely got a case of the dad draft he 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 went to sleep this year he i don't i don't give a fuck what his record says his team is trash yeah um and you know aj you were talking about the uh do theory with robert woods i actually disagree so apparently uh cooper cup and matthew stafford have had breakfast together every single day since Matthew Stafford came to the Rams. Uh, I've heard that as well. So they're just, they're locked in. Robert Woods is out. Cooper Cup is in. Jackson is in. Yeah. I mean, somebody Uh, spent $15 on fab to get another wide receiver on that roster. So apparently, you know, what do I know? (laughs) Um, But they're playing, they're playing the Cardinals this week. So that'll be a fun game. High scoring game. Uh, Looking forward to that one. But, yes, still taking Nash. All right, next game. Dog versus the third highest scoring team in the league. My co-host, the Grit Nobody Department. Game, baby. Spence, take it away. <clears throat> the Grit Department is exactly what it is. Listen to that. Grit going through tough times, weathering the storm, and coming out prosperous, okay? 
Derrick Henry, he's going up against the Jets this week. <laughs> That's laughable. That's laughable. This is a 50-burger for fucking Derrick Henry, okay? Kareem Hunt is feeding into what Kurt said. Nick Chubb might have been the worst pick of the first round, okay? You saw what he's capable of. And even if he doesn't have that, he still your, – your first-round pick can't have weeks like he did, like, like, like Nick Chubb did. And I think uh, Kareem Hunt solidified, solidified. I don't give a fuck what Suggs said. I don't care if he did this last year. They won. They're getting it done, all right? Mike Williams, he's the number one receiver in um, – he's the number one receiver in san diego let's let's be honest guys he's he's the number one and he's showing that um jacoby Myers is the number one in 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 new england and while they suck he's getting targets baby jacoby i love me some jacoby Myers, getting all them targets um darren wallace been asleep but imagine when that motherfucker wakes up oh baby it's gonna be sexy haven't decided who i'm gonna put into my flex yet for the number one um, and I got Claude Edwards LA. He's been the biggest disappointment of my team. Um, he had a good week last week, had a bounce back week. Um, I hope to see at least you know his projection with 14. But nonetheless, you know, I might fill in with Brandon Ayuk, sexy. He's getting them targets. Uh, I might fill in with Hunter Renfro, sexy. He's getting them targets. Might fill in, might go old school, might get Deshaun Jackson up in there and let him slang that bitch. But either way, I'm coming out with the W this week, and I'm going 500 on my way to the championship road, baby. I don't even need to see. I don't even need to see the other side. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I looking at the dogs team, man. I, I think the supercomputer didn't do him any service this year. I think that he didn't know, use it. We, oh, we he didn't use so, it. Yeah, we talked about a draft. He. He did not use supercomputer this year. He said he wanted to do it old school. Said he wanted to prove to everybody that it was him and not supercomputer. So, so, uh, he so is also, that why he tried to draft the Washington all, football team's defense? Or <laughs> yes. and what also was the clarification he, on that? He um he was like, oh yeah, I've got to prove it. It was me. You know, not the supercomputer. Supercomputer. I can do it on my own. Also, they doubled the price. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I need to do? What has been working, I need to stop that. No, I, I mean, going against his team last week, you know, I just I – think, I think there's some trouble there. Um, yeah, I mean, his team is just, is just struggling. I, I, I'm not seeing a lot there that's got a lot of upside there. Meanwhile, you know, I mentioned earlier about Mike Williams. He does actually look like he's the number one receiver in that offense, which has looked good. Um, Derrick Henry, who, you know, I, I feel like it's crazy how over the last, like, three years, everyone's changed their mind, which he's done it for us to change everyone else's mind. But the fact that he's actually getting some targets out of the backfield is just like, that's just not fair. He's already getting damn near 30, you know, touches a game off just handoffs and then you throw in three to four rushes it's just not fair so i think you know spence is is, is got too much on his roster this week you know I, what what are you about to do about with uh antonio brown though i think he's apparently come back like he's off the ir so you got to drop one right is that is that how the, the uh, yeah, I'll probably, um i'll probably drop osborne um 
and and let I'm gonna let I'm gonna let uh, Antonio Brown work his way back into the lineup. Um, I understand that you know it's he had COVID. I'm, I'm not I'm not holding that against him, but there were some players that stepped up in his absence that are ahead of him now. So I'm just gonna have to weigh my options with that. Yeah, his name is Mike Evans. Just let him know. Yeah, I gotta say, Spence, uh, your team's looking good. Um, I was just clicking through. I mean, Hunter Renfro, 13, 11, 18, you know, that, that's the kind of guy you love to have on the bench. Like, he's not, not like great, but in a pinch, he'll get you those 15 points. Tim Patrick, 13, 12, 14, and, you know, another Denver receiver got hurt. So he's like the locked in number two. Um, Brandon Ayuk finally showed up to 2021 and got 15 points this past year. Derrick Henry, man, uh, I've talked about it so much before this year, past years. He's the best running back in football, in real life football, but just never, like never, in my opinion, really justified a first round pick because they didn't throw him the ball. And the theory was that he couldn't catch. Always found that a little hard to believe, but now it's looking like you know everybody said arthur smith was some kind of genius now he goes to atlanta they have the worst fucking offense in the league and whoever took over his team said hey you know what you know that guy who's arguably one of the greatest running backs in history and is just a freak of nature what if we throw him the ball he has 12 catches through three games which puts him on pace for 68 catches this year uh He's going to destroy fantasy football if that continues. Um, he should be, I mean, if we redrafted today, he has a real good argument over CMC. Um, I mean, I'd probably take him over CMC if I know he's going to get pa- catch passes because, uh, and this is not like a reverse jinx attempt. The guy's never been hurt in his entire life. Never been hurt. Uh, Darren Waller, just, they just throw in the ball. The, the Las Vegas offense is cooking. CEH, I don't think he's very good, but um, the Chiefs are going to play him. Um, no matter how many times he fumbles, they're just going to play him. <laughs> uh, uh, and they're going to they're gonna keep giving him the ball. Uh, Tyreek Hill, and I think that comes at his expense. Um, he blew up the first game and then has had single digits uh, these last two games. My guess is... The defenses they're up against probably just say, all right, we're not going to let him beat us deep. We're just going to take, give him whatever's underneath, which is CEH and which is Kelsey. And it's why uh, Kelsey's having, is on pace for another incredible year. Um, but dogs team, just, just average, uh, just not uh, an average squad and Spence's team is really rounding in form. So I think uh, Spence is heavy, heavy favorite here. And with that said, it takes us into our next game of the week, right? Uh, no, actually, this uh, we got the undercard. Uh, okay. Upside. Before, before our we special... go into that, I'll just say, okay, the only person that I would pick over Derrick Henry is Travis Kelsey right now. And yeah. We'll that. But go Different. on. Difference maker. That, that's sure. a fair point. Yeah, man. I, I've thought about that often. The fact that he's going off the way he is as a tight end, it's just weird to think that, but he's been so good. Yep. 
Um, all right. So Herb, your enthusiasm, one and two in seventh place, um, going against upside. Uh, the reason, despite, you know, fifth first seven, the reason I put this one there, I think Brad is fourth in points. Um, so while I'm searching for that, AJ, how do you feel about this one? Yes. Just, sorry. Just confirm AJ second in points, Brad fourth in points. Um, AJ, how are you feeling this week? Good. I mean, like I said to start the show, that I I do think that I have a, a solid team. Um, I would say the one, the one major, you know, downgrade that I've I've, I've been dealing with is is a Rob. You know, he hasn't really shown out yet. I mean, that Chicago offense has been terrible. So we're talking about Justin Fields and Andy Dalton, and it's like I hope to God they get that shit figured out because. He is the best receiver they have there, but I mean, they look so bad last week. Um, Joe Mixon, I like Joe Mixon a lot. He's been getting so much usage. Um, I think that the statistics is they've had like seven passing touchdowns, maybe one rushing touchdown. So I think that'll balance out. I think uh, Brandon Cooks, while, you know, he's burned a lot of people in a lot of years that team is not good, but he's getting 50% of the target share like every week. So they throw the ball 28 times, he gets 14 targets. So, you know, go ahead, throw some pepper on that guy. But I like my team this week. I don't really give a fuck about the other side because it doesn't matter. I don't think they're that, that good. And, you know, I'm feeling a little confident, might as well. But, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, if Daryl Henderson Jr., if he's all right, you know, maybe we'll throw him in there, but I don't trust that backfield as much. But I, I like my team. I do. So I think I got the better squad going this week. I think my team could very well be in a higher spot than it is, but I am what my record is, you know, second in points, most against. So, you know, that's just how it is. But I, I like my team this week. I think I get the dub. Keep it going. Real quick to uh, follow up on the Brandon Cooks thing. Uh, he is number one in the NFL in air yard share, meaning just the highest percentage of his team's air yards. Number one in target share. Um, I mean, you, you said it perfectly. Texans suck, but they just throw him the ball. Um, 11 targets a game right now. So, got to love it. Uh, overall, um, I'm just going to keep saying it until it happens. Adam Thielen, it just, it cannot continue it four touchdowns in three games. Uh, I've been very wrong so far. Maybe I'll continue to be wrong. I mean, I just, I don't know. Why are you throwing it to him when you have Justin Jefferson on the team? I, I don't get it. Um, but for whatever reason, it's happening. Um, a team that is starting Chubba Hubbard and Pey Peyton Barber at running back does not scare me. Uh, so, yes, AJ, I think, think you win this one. Joe Mixon finally living up to the promise we were all looking for. Uh, Mark Andrews came to life last week. 
uh, Mike Evans in prime time. It seems like in prime time, he catches like two to three four-yard touchdowns every time uh, Tampa's playing. So, AJ, taking you. Spence, what do you think about this? Well, I actually think this is going to be the game of the week. Um, did you just say Joe Mixon finally living up to he thought he's he's got 25, 8, and 10? Are you looking at the right scores? He's probably pretty, he's put up pretty pretty much duds the past couple of weeks. I do think he's due though. But back to my analysis. Cut my losses with Adam Thielen. They got that white on white connection. He just he's he's gonna give him he's gonna give him his fair share. All right. He 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 accepts that the blacker is the better athlete, the better talent, but he's still white. So he's going he's he's gonna give his white man. You don't have too many white receivers, so he's gonna represent for him. I'm cutting my loss with Adam Steele. I think he's gonna have a touchdown again. He might finish with 16 touchdowns this year. Um, Justin Herbert is a stud. Keenan Allen, I think he's the number two or one A, but that I mean there's enough, there's enough to go around. I think Terry McLaurin has a bounce back game. Um, Shuba Hubbard, not really impressed with him. Don't think he's, you know, going to do anything close to CMC. But as far as Peyton Barber, I mean, he put up numbers last week. And if Josh Jacobs is coming back, either way, they're going up against the Chargers to give up a shit ton of fucking rushing yards. So I think either one of them are going to eat. Um. Tyler Higby as 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 the tight end. Um, I think that's that's the that's a hit or miss. So I mean that that, that might be the X factor. And I I think that I mean Marquise Brown is due for a, a bounce back after last week, right? I mean, he's got to catch some. He's got he's got to dude. Yeah, he can only drop passes all the time. So <laughs> yeah. I, th- I mean, you also just said Peyton Barber is is finny. So I, I'm just I want that on the record. Make sure we all heard that. I mean, he mm-hmm. ate last week. He ate last okay. week against a solid Miami defense. Well, he's full. He's like 38 years old. He's but, tired. But I mean, I mean, Josh attempts. Jacobs might come back. Either way, it's a porous, it's a porous Chargers defense. I'm I'm not saying he's going to eat, but it, if he if he gets 15, that, I mean that's a, that's a solid start for, for fucking Peyton Barber. Um, but looking on the other side, like I said, it's going, I think it's going to be the game of the week. Because I do think you have a, a very solid team. Um, Russell Wilson, he's going to get his numbers, whether it be in the first half or not. He's, he's going to get his, his projections. Um, Devontae Adams is – he's fucking cooking. He's fucking cooking. Um, and I think that, like, Pittsburgh's pretty banged up, so they're going to eat again. Um, Adam Roberts is a bit disappointing. I think that's because of Justin Fields. But um, – you know, maybe maybe a week in the book, another week in the book, so we'll we'll get him on the right track. Uh, I think Joe Mixon's due. Um, he, he's been getting the usage. He just hasn't been good good fantasy wise. I don't I don't think other than week one. Um, but going up against Jacksonville is going to be good. Um, Naheem Hines is pretty solid. Uh, Mike Evans and and like you said, Brandon Cooks has been getting peppered. So I am picking picking you, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than than uh than the projections put out. So just to uh, – sorry, my internet slowed down. Um, just to clarify, like when I said living, Joe Mixon living up to it, uh, rushing attempts. He's second in the NFL with 67 rushing attempts. So um, they're giving the ball against Jacksonville. I think they're going to continue that. All right. Uh, game of the week. 
Where the fuck is it? No name. 3-0. and Going against the best that never was. 2-1 and in fourth place. Uh, two, the two best quarterbacks in the league, arguably. Josh Allen coming off an epic game where he scored five touchdowns. He ran in one at the end. For no reason at all. He shouldn't have even been in the game. They were just pouring it on me. Uh, I took it personally. Um, I think, I mean, Bill's team is just, it's real solid. Uh, And the crazy thing is his first round pick hasn't started going off yet. Um, And, and hopefully, I'm going to say this real quiet. Hopefully Bill hasn't, didn't make it this far in the podcast because uh, he doesn't have a full roster. He doesn't like, he has an extra spot. He just hasn't picked anybody up. Um, so who knows? Who knows? He's only got, <laughs> he does, he does, yeah, he doesn't have enough players. Um, we're like, we're like, we're close to an hour and there's no shot. No shot. He's listening. Yeah. I mean, Cooper cup, one of the best picks of the draft. Uh, it's just, it's solid top to bottom. Um, I'm picking him. Uh, I have a lot to say about Travis Kelsey, but Spence, uh, you you mentioned earlier on, so why don't you uh, take this one away? If if the draft would go over today, Travis Kelsey should go number one overall. Uh, like he's the right. I think he's. I think he's still asleep. But that was probably Patrick Mahomes' worst game of his career. And that was the floor for Travis Kelsey, I think. I I mean, I would pick Travis Kelsey number one overall, especially because at the tight end at the, at the tight end position. Like, I mean, that's just the hands down scarcest position that, that we that we come across. Yep. Um He's, he's, he's fucking, he, he's the cheat code and he doesn't get hurt. He doesn't get hurt. So, um, to go on Bill's team though, it's, oh, we just got to hope. It's like last year with Tim's team. We just got to hope for a bad week because if his team is up to par, there's no beating him. Like you said, like he's, he's, he's dropping the numbers that he's dropping and Stefan Diggs isn't doing shit. And Miles Sanders only got two carries last week. Two carries for 27 yards. Like, hey, your your offense is doing terrible. Your your running back is averaging 13 and a half yards a carry. I don't know. Maybe give him a third one. Yeah. Um, yeah, Josh, Josh Allen is 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 putting up crazy numbers. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm really not impressed with Tim's team. Um, Najee Harris is 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 good. Uh, we saw we saw that solid. Saw the week that he had last week, but an Julio epic Jones week. Hurt. Nineteen targets, I think it was. Yeah, Julio Jones is hurt. Corden Sutton is who we thought he is, and same with Amari Cooper. You know, um, I'm not. I'm not really impressed with Tim's team. If you know, he he could have explosion weeks, but not. Nah, I think his team is a fraud. I think the two 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 and one teams are frauds. Uh, how many how many how many uh, two and one teams are there? Sorry. Yeah, there's two two and one teams, Bear Jew and the best that never was. I think they're both frauds. Suck my dick, Tim. Albert, what do you think? 
this game could end up being a little bit closer than the projections are showing it. Um, you know, it's nine points, but I, I would say that the only concern I would have if I was Bill, which I honestly wouldn't have many concerns, is, is the fact that Miles Sanders is getting no love in that backfield. And, and Melvin Gordon's getting some, but how consistent, like how long-term is that? You know, I'm not sure. Cooper Cup, it, it's like almost like reverse do theory. Like, it's crazy how well he's been. Like, he's a first-round draft pick if we're redrafting, obviously. But maybe that comes back to life. You know, I, I think Tim's got a, a, a solid team when you look at it. Um, you know, Chubb hasn't really performed to the point we thought he would. I do like the Sanders pick. I mean, I, I put a whopping $4 down for him, so I really bought in on that. You know, I was all in. And uh, I don't know, man. This this one's tough. <laughs> he's he's had good air yards, so I mean, he he just finally produced and got touchdowns. But this this to me is much closer than you know I think think it is, and you know it's a coin toss to me. I think this week, and uh, I'm uh I'm gonna go with the other side of the coin. I'm gonna go with I'm with Tim the surprise upset just because it's already been kind of a weird season. So, you know, do theory, big you know, fan. The, the one thing I'll say about Bill's team, uh, very top heavy, like his bench sucks. Um, Devin Singletary, uh, Damien or whatever, Daryl Williams uh, and Kenny Galladay. He's starting McCall Hardman um, who, you know, obviously, by them signing Josh Gordon, they kind of signaled they're not in love with McCole Hardman. Um, so we'll see you. We'll see what the bye weeks do to them. Bye weeks, and I, you know there's going to be injuries. Um, so maybe, maybe, maybe seems a little more fragile than we think. But yep. Was that? You don't need much when pick? you got Cooper Cup and Josh Allen doing what they're doing. It's true. That's true. I, I guess I'm basing more of my opinion on if those guys are somewhat human. If Josh Allen is somewhat human, if Cooper Cup is somewhat human, Travis Kelsey is, which I know is asking a lot. At the same time, I do think that it's possible that they could have a more of an average game. And if they're more average, then I think he's more susceptible to losing because I don't think the rest of his roster is overly impressive. But that being said, those three guys have been going the fuck off. So he could win by 20 and I could still be wrong, but. So it, actually, it, it just, I don't think, um, not that Cooper cup's not human, but I don't think he's going to come back down to earth. I think, uh, Sean McVay's just going scorched earth right now. He's like, all right, the past couple seasons I've had to suffer through Jared Goff. Now I have a really good quarterback and I'm, I'm putting up 40 every game on the entire NFL and Cooper cup is just like, he fits what the offense does. Like he's on the inside, even though he uh, like he gets some deep shots and he's actually a really good blocker, which means he never has to come off the field. Um, Cause even in some of the heavy sets, they'll play him. So it's, he's another guy. I mean, he's like feeling, he just, he, he gets enough. He's not like blazing fast, but he gets separation. So in the red zone, he's just, I think he's going to score a lot of touchdowns this year. 
what do you think that they have for breakfast every morning? Do you think it's like a routine, like oatmeal? Like, what are they doing? What are they bonding know. over? Acai bowl. They're bonding. They're bo- Oh, that sounds like definitely going grain free. If definitely they're in, a, if they're in LA, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's got to be maybe some avocado toast. Who knows? I know um, Cooper Cup lives in Manhattan Beach, so who knows? Maybe they're sitting outside somewhere by the pier just just taking it in just living that good life all right that's all i got this week boys it's been a great week guys